Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now to the bottom five teams in the National Hockey League. Number 28, the Buffalo Sabres. Number 29, New Jersey. This is their first appearance in our bottom five all year. Number 30, Seattle. Kraken, again, the worst team in the worst division. Number 31, the Arizona Coyotes. It's getting even colder in the Valley of the Sun. Number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. One win in their last 10 games. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. It is the RP Show. It is episode number 689 blaring out of your screen. Thanks for being with us. We have the Moose, Darren DuPont, with us. And uh, I'm going to break with the script, Moose, the uh, the vast, strict script that we have here right off the top. I As I was tweeting the links to watch the show on Game Plus and Listen Live and stuff and YouTube, this thing came up and said, what's a TV show that you've watched every episode of Respond Only with a GIF? And it just popped in my head that you've started watching Seinfeld. You said you're through three seasons into four on Netflix, and you sent me a screenshot yeah. the other day of a couple things. For what, what was it? I didn't get what you were sending me from Seinfeld. So, okay, so I sent you the screenshot of Seinfeld. It was the episode. I'm in season two or three right now. I think three. They're, okay. They lost the car in the parking garage. Okay. Right. And they keep circling at the mall. They keep circling the parking garage, and every time they go past the pillar, you know what the number on it? And the number was 11. They kept going past the pillar 11. So I sent you two different screenshots of two different scenes, both with the number 11 okay. on the uh, big pillar in the I'm parking sorry. garage. That same thing happened to us yesterday at the mall here at Boca Town Center, Boca Raton, just circling and getting lost. But uh, yeah, now I get it. I didn't, I didn't get the inference. And someday I'll tell you my Jerry Seinfeld number five story. We don't have time today. Hello, everybody. How do you like us so far? Coming up on the program today, a very busy show. We've got Gene Principe, the star of Sportsnet Oilers Television, as the NHL is now on the All-Star break. We've got Mr. 2000, Les Lazaruk, who called his 2000th Western Hockey League game on radio last night. The Moose was with him. And we've got the president of the Edmonton Elks, Mr. Victor Kui, coming up on the program today. So it's a very busy show, and let's, uh, let's get going. Can you hit the show horn, please? <laughs> Thank you. There's breaking news today from our neck of the woods, my alma mater. That's why I want to lead with this. The University of Regina Rams announcing Thursday morning, Mark McConkie has been named the head coach of the Rams football program. He has served as the Rams interim head coach for almost two calendar years, guiding the team through the 
COVID season of 2020 and then the pandemic shortened 2021 campaign. So can we say it's been a very trying rookie season, as they say. But Conkey is the former, sorry, the first former U of R player to be named head coach of the Rams. One of the most prolific receivers in program history, McConkey compiled 180 catches in his career, which was the most in Canada West history at that time. And here's something for you. He's a Calgary product. So bravo, Mark McConkie. Congratulations. We wanted to recognize that he's a friend of the show. Okay, so that's not even point one. That's the breaking news. Now to point one, NHL one-timers from Wednesday night. Here's what went on in New York. Jared McCann had a goal and an assist, and Philip Grubauer stopped 19 shots for the first shutout in Seattle crack in franchise history. They beat the Islanders 3-0. Ebbs wins in his return. Hooray! In Washington, we watched it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins broke a tie with a shorty with 4.03 to go. And the Oilers beat Washington 5-3. The Nuge added an empty netter to wrap up the Oilers' fifth victory in six games. It looks like they've turned the corner. Washington played without Ovi, who entered the NHL's COVID-19 protocols. He's also going to miss the All-Star game. And uh, Neon Leon... Evander Kane and Connor McDavid scored in the first 5.07 of the game to give the orders a 3-0 lead. Miko Koskinen stopped 24 shots for the uh, win. In Detroit, Philip Deneau scored twice, including the go-ahead goal on the third. L.A. beat Detroit 5-3. In Glendale, Chris Tanev scored the go-ahead goal and had three helpers. Blake Coleman scored twice, and Calgary beat Arizona 4-2 for their fifth win in six games. Elias Lindholm also scored. And Jacob Markstrom had 24 saves for Calgary. Uh, In Chicago, Cam Talbot made 30 saves for his first shutout of the season in the 25th of his career. Minnesota won their, well, they got points in 10 straight. They beat Chicago 5-0. That's what happened in the NHL last night. Any thoughts on that, Moose, before we move on? No, just without Ovi, a big win for the Oilers. So, um, yes, that one up. That was the biggest takeaway for me. Nice jerseys on Washington. That was the highlight of the night for them. And I'll also say the Calgary Flames, they just, as individually, they score in bunches. You know, we saw Matthew Kachuk uh, notch five assists in that game at home over the St. Louis Blues. Here last Tanev, a goal and three assists. I just feel like the Flames and Oilers are on a a collision course in the playoffs. Whether it's round one, round two, I don't think anybody cares. It's lining up that way. Moving on to point two, the Canadian men's soccer team kept rolling as it recorded a 2-0 victory over El Salvador Wednesday night. It's the Canadian sixth straight World Cup qualifying win. It was a game of two very different halves as Atiba Hutchinson grabbed the opener after the ball ricocheted off several players while Jonathan David added a second with a beautiful chip shot in the 93rd minute. We move on. The World Cup isn't until November from what I see on uh, Twitter. Everybody's saying Canada's going to be in the World Cup. So awesome. It's going to be awesome. Then I was watching the orders in Capitals. And Wayne Gretzky, by the way, was on the panel. Do you in Canada, because my Canadian satellite feed is down, do you in Canada get the TNT broadcast of the National Hockey League Moose? And if so, Wayne Gretzky's commentary on the NHL on TNT? Good question, because I haven't seen it. I've seen some of the panels, okay. but I think I've been watching on the NHL uh, Live or NHL Center Ice Packet. Okay. I just I don't know if Canada – can our viewers tell us, are you getting Wayne and his analysis? Because it's so good. And if you're not getting it, 
you're being robbed. On to point three. The owner of the Chicago Blackhawks is apologizing for comments he made during a team town hall. When asked by reporters after the franchise's response to a player who said he was sexually assaulted by an assistant coach, Rocky Words fired back at the line of questioning, saying it was none of the reporter's business. The remarks marked the first time any of the franchise's top leaders had faced questions in public since the team published a report by an outside firm that found the organization badly mishandled Kyle Beach's allegations that he was assaulted by then-video coach Brad Aldrich during the team's run to the 2010 Stanley Cup. Have you seen the video of Rocky Wirtz taking the reporter to task, first of all, Darren? I have, yeah. Okay, okay, so you saw it. Um, obviously, I got a foot in both pools here. I see all the media just slamming Rocky Wirtz, saying, disgusting tasteless and maybe it was but the media is just always going to jump to the media's side that's the one thing that i've realized in this pandemic specifically nobody has any empathy or at least those that do it's a very small fraction of people that do can you t put yourself in rocky words issues there's an iguana climbing up the wall beside me sorry for being and he just started going like this anyways <laughs> Pull out it's your like phone. the Jim Matheson. AI. Oh, okay. It's like the Jim Matheson thing in Edmonton where all the media jumped to Jim Matheson. I was thinking about this this morning in the shower. There we go. Got a photo of it. It's like Wait, the iguana or Jim right. Matheson? Jim Matheson. Um, it's nice to be able to shower, by the way, with a window open in the bathroom, but I digress to the outside. Anyways, um, <clears throat> It's not right that Jim Matheson said Leon Dreisaitl was being pissy. It's, it, was, it was childish and unprofessional of Jim Matheson to say that. But all the media came to his defense just because he's media. Can you guys not see that this was wrong and unprofessional? So whatever. In the case of Rocky Wirtz, <laughs> can, can you imagine what that franchise has been through? Rightfully so, although they say the details of what went on with Brad Aldrich, never went all the way up to Rocky Wirtz. And you read the full, was it 68 pages? You read the whole thing. Wasn't it 68 pages? Like, yeah, I can kind of see where Rocky Wirtz was coming from because he thought this was behind them, and then it comes up again. He's like, why are we talking about this? I get it. Now, I don't know. What's your take on the fact that he's apologizing? Mean, I'm okay with him apologizing, but I don't think he needs to go yeah. too far down that road. No, I think apologizing is the right thing to do. Here's, whenever you're involved in something like this and, you know, they've dealt with it and we know the Blackhawks are at fault here. We, we've already delivered that. We've been through this. You know, mm -hmm. all, you, all you want when you're in his position is to put this behind you. And it's frustrating when you think you've put it behind you and then it's not. But it kind of comes with the territory of having something like this happen to your organization that it's never really going to be behind you. You're always going to have to address it at some point. There's going to be a 30 for 30, a 60 minutes, a blah, blah, blah. It's going to pop up a year or two. So you got to find a way to just grit your teeth, bite your tongue, and stay composed and just deal with it and move on. That's tough. So I'd like to see a little more composure from him, I, but I get that he'd be upset. The media wants to ask and do their job. That's a tough situation. Boy, you say it so well, so succinctly. You know, it's funny because 
you're winning these awards in the business world for what you're doing with DuPont Media, but you also love being on the air and doing the games and, you know, digging into the Mark McConkie story with the U of R. And here's my advice to you, son. Do both because you're doing both so great. Man, you do a great job. Why do you why do you have to choose between being the business tycoon or the sports reporter uh, on air guy? You don't have to choose, do you? I I guess we, you know, don't really see that out in the world, right? Somebody that's doing both. But maybe I could be the first. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going great. By the way, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, are you excited for the Olympics? And I don't know why that necessarily popped into my head here, but it did. And uh, I voted yes. I'm always excited for the Olympics, you know. And uh, let me see what they're saying on Twitter right now, because I put it up about 40 minutes ago. 66% of people saying no, they're on Twitter saying no, they're not excited for the Olympics. And in that case, you know what? I feel sorry for you. We, we can kick this around a little later on. I just wanted to pause the proceedings, Moose, to throw in what the poll question is. Just for you, a yes or no, and then we'll talk about why later. Yes, and it was just 11-11, okay. your time. But, hey, um, was, yeah, I'm excited. It's 12-12 Eastern, actually. Or 12-12, I mean. Anywho. Um, right. Yeah, point you know what? Four. I, I am excited. Uh, point sure. four, I said we would come back and discuss it later. Listen, I was just buttering you up. Now I'm saying, wiki, wiki. <laughs> we got to, we're moving on. The Cleveland Browns are pushing back against claims made by former coach Hugh Jackson that he was paid by the team to lose games as completely fabricated. Hugh Jackson, now coaching at Grambling, made several posts on social media inferring he received bonus payments from the Browns during his time there. Jackson made the claims while offering support to former Miami coach Brian Flores, who filed a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL and three teams on allegations of racial discrimination and unethical practices. So we're watching SportsCenter last night, and uh, this comes up, and the person I'm watching it with says, what's that got to do with race? (laughs) This started with a lawsuit from Brian Flores alleging racism in the NFL, which nobody disagrees with at all. Even the white guys are saying we got a racial problem here in the NFL and discrimination. And it's turned around to this. (laughs) Yikes. And obviously you saw the owner of the Dolphins, Flores, because Flores accused Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, of doing the exact same thing. He came out with a statement today saying he will not have his integrity attacked. This is disparaging remarks from Flores. And I'm just like, how did this go from race to that, especially with the Cleveland Browns? And I just kind of wonder, I'm like, coaches, I think you should, like Hugh Jackson got fired, got his payout, see you later. Flores, same thing. Guys, not in the case of the racial discrimination, but with, with regards to the tanking, just take your money and leave. Like, I'd like to think Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, isn't so stupid to send an email to Brian Flores and say, by the way, every loss you get, 100 grand in your jeans, Brian. I would like to think he'd walk into his office and say it so that there's no proof. Uh, And to put a bow on that, who is the guy, Graziano, on ESPN? Dan. Yeah. He's one of the top insiders in the NFL, Darren. He said, this isn't going to go anywhere. It's the coach's word against the owner's word. There's nothing going to be found, no base to this. And I don't think there will be either. But what's your, what's your take on the latest on that? Yeah, I don't think there will be either. Not on the tanking. Nobody's going to, unless it's in an email. Unless it's in an email. 
or a recorded phone call, but I can't imagine. And you know what? If that's the case, he stuck around and accepted that deal. So he's part of it. Right. He could have left. I couldn't so agree tough. more. No, it's, just, it's not happening. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I haven't met Brian Flores, so I, I can't say. It just, I think I mentioned it on the air here yesterday. From the football people around here that I've talked about and the media things that I've heard, he's a jerk and nobody liked working with him. Had nothing to do with race. The general manager of the Dolphins is black. Right? So, yeah, this is turning into, he, he should have stopped on the racial discrimination thing, and I feel like he might have gotten somewhere. But then when he kept going on the tanking bonuses story, I think he lost a lot of people. Anyways, I see John Burns in Calgary is rolling with some super chats. He's paying us to read his comments. And if you pay us, we'll read your comments. That's what we do here. The only fans of sports talk. John says Rocky Wirtz was referencing the Johnson and Block report. I'm curious if the media will be asking the head of the NHLPA and Gary Bettman as well. Um, you'd have to go a little further with that because as far as I know, they already, they already addressed this. That's why I see where Rocky Wirtz is coming from unless I'm missing something. And Gary Bettman has addressed this too. A lot of guys lost their jobs. Stan Bowman, Joel Quenville. Why, why are we still talking about it? Like I get it in that forum. No disrespect to Mr. Beach at all. But I, can, I just felt like this has been addressed. How long is it going to come up? And John in Calgary also says, since you asked, Rod, some Sportsnet viewers needed to wait until the TNT broadcast was done before they could see the rest of the Flames-Arizona game. Okay, thank you. Well, at least you got to see Wayne. Moose, hang on. We'll be right back after this break. It's the warm-up on the way today. Gene Principe, Les Lazaruk, and Victor Quee. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio with Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Thanks uh, for sitting through the break. And, of course, we ask you to support our fine sponsors. Uh, coming up, I want to talk with Moose about the uh, Olympics and why he's excited. I'm excited. That's our poll question today. Are you excited for the Olympics? We've both voted yes, but we're sports guys. On the way today, Gene Principe, Les Lazaruk, Victor Quee. I had a text message from a supporter of ours in Saskatoon, Darren, who wants to know why he can't get the show on YouTube. Sent me a screenshot of his screen. It says he can't get it. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I sit in front of the camera with the micro. I don't, I'm not a tech expert. I can't figure out your YouTube. And also, we have the best tech team that I've ever worked with in broadcasting with Jordan and Clark and Ryan and Paul and I guess. So I'm just saying if it's a YouTube thing, I think it's a you problem. It's not a me problem. But I can't fix the computer, it's like asking Cody Fajardo why the lights are out on the scoreboard at Mosaic Stadium. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Good one, Rod. Yeah, Thank I you. get it, for sure. It's like, I don't know why your YouTube can't get the show, man. So, point five, uh, it is day five, sorry, day seven at the Scotties. Northwest Territory skip Kerry Galusha dropped an 8-5 decision to Team Canada's Kerry Einerson. 
Wednesday. Uh, Einerson, the two-time defending champion from Gimli, Manitoba, improved her record to 7-0. and She's the only unbeaten rink remaining at the Scotties and has locked up the top playoff spot in Pool B. New Brunswick's Andrea Crawford and Tracy Fleury's wildcard won. Both used wins in the evening draw to clinch Pool A playoff berths with 6-1 records. In other evening games, Krista McCarville's Northern Ontario ring stole points in four ends to defeat Saskatchewan's Penny Barker 6-2. Chelsea Carey used a takeout on her last shot in an extra end to give her wildcard two team an 8-7 win that eliminated Emma Miskew's wildcard three from the playoffs. Now, I get all that. But if you didn't get curling, it would be like me reading the soccer scores. Canada improved to 6-1 and one at the top of the table with a 93rd minute bubble. You know what I mean? And I feel like, because we've been talking about, uh, like, she used a takeout? Why didn't she use skip the dishes or DoorDash? Um, but, you know, th- th- this is sort of the thinking that I'm getting here. You know, people in the States, like, I, I can't follow when you talk CFL and when you talk... Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I hope you just stay because you find the show entertaining. You know, it's like ESPN's get up. I don't really care when they talk about the NBA. They never talk hockey. Never. Never. And they sure as hell never talk MLB. But I don't care. Because I find it entertaining. So maybe if you're not into the soccer or the uh, CFL... Or the curling, we are. So bingo. Just be enjoy. Just enjoy it. And then to the Olympics thing, Sarah Fillier scored just 64 seconds into her Olympic debut, getting Canada off to the races. And uh, I guess this was this morning, 12-1 victory over the Swiss in pre-Olympic action in Beijing. The youngest player on the Canadian team at age 21, Sarah Fillier of Georgetown, Ontario, produced Canada's first two goals and assisted on the third, scored by uh, Spooner in the first period. Goalie Anne-Renée Desbien made 14 saves in the victory. Her shutout bid ended with Swiss captain Laura Stalder's power play goal in the third period after Canada had scored nine unanswered. How about this one? Despite 70 shots against, Swiss goalie Andrea Brandley stayed in the game. Her coach said, do you want to come out? And she said, no, I want to stay in the game. To me, she's, she's the player of the 70 shots. So before we get into Moose's take, and thank you for sitting there so politely while I've been rambling here, I'm into the Olympics. I'm into every sport. I don't normally care to watch biathlon. You know, skiing, and then you're going to shoot with a rifle? Who does that anymore? But I'll watch it because it's the Olympics. I'll get into it. Women's hockey, the World Championships, when they were playing in Calgary, was it last year? Remember, I was never really into women's hockey, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Zing, 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 zing. Seven minutes without a whistle. I'm like, if you don't like this, you don't like hockey. So whether it's this show or these interesting Olympic events, give it a chance. I think you'll find it entertaining. The floor is yours, Moose. You've been around the women's game a long time, especially with your family, your niece, yeah. you know, playing at a high level. I think the women's uh, hockey tournament is going to be more exciting than the men's this year. I think it's got more Very interest for me. Now, it might not during these games of 12-1 to 1 and 8 nothing and whatnot, but, you know, we know the collision course. It's Canada-U.S. And, like, I'm more excited for that than anything else. They've had a couple of pre-tournament games throughout the last little while um, that have been really exciting. 
So, I mean, for me, that's the whole tournament, and that's much more exciting than the men's. But uh, I was kind of it kind of came crept up on us, the Olympics, right? I mean, I wasn't sitting here counting down the days. It's like all of a sudden, wait, they started already? So there was not a lot of buildup to the games, but now that they're here, it's hard not to get into it. Oh, I just, if, again, there's just certain people that don't get into anything, man. I wonder what they get excited for. And, and some of them are friends of mine. I'm like, are you excited for this? No. Well, sucks to be you. Just because 30% of the people responding to this agree with us and say they're excited and 70% say they're not, well, go watch reruns of Laverne and Shirley then, whatever, because we're going to be following it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll open up the floor here to some Taco Time viewer comments. Tacona Pauly says, in all caps, she's definitely player of the game. The Switzerland goalie. Just like when the Flames went into Columbus last week and fired 62 shots on Elvis Merzlikens. He made 50, 55 saves. That's a great night. Yeah. You know, talk about being all shook up. Elvis Merzlikens. Um, Pinks, that one. Todd Pinkney. Yeah, yeah. That's what, well, hey. Clark called in sick. Jordan's running everything. Jordan's the octopus back there. Running everything. Uh, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, the poll question is not up on YouTube. Yeah, because that's why Clark isn't in. Clark's not here. So we, we're all pulling double duty here. Um, and, you know, Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s, says, YouTube is working. You're not on Game Plus. Again. What can I say about that? That's like going to Zach Caleros. Hey, Zach, the game's on TSN 3, but not TSN 1. What the hell? I don't make those calls. I do what I do. I throw touchdowns, and the TV network does whatever it does, okay? I'm not saying Todd's complaining. I'm just saying, I, please don't come to me with your tech questions. I know it's the Rod Peterson show, but I can't fix it. For a minute today, Darren, I forgot how to flip the hood on my Jeep. And I know nobody at home, well, every Jeep's different, by the way. It would be nice, because I've got now several Jeeps under my ownership. And in this particular one, it's, there's rubber uh, clamps on the side of the hood, and I forgot. And the one at home, it's a little thingy in the middle of the grill. Yeah. Um, John Burns in Calgary has dropped a 10 spot on this comment on Super Chat, and he says, 224 games played since the final round of the World Cup qualifier in CONCACAF was created back in 1997 with an extended league table, and Canada became the first team to ever win six games in a row in this round. Yep, and I read that in the warm-up, and I don't care how much money you drop on Super Chat, you're not going to make this a soccer show. So, oh, thanks. Good one, Rob. But we'll take over. Uh, Mark in Melfort where they do the Melford shuffle, writes in and he says, it's garbage day, Rod. Is your trash out? Yes, it is. Thanks. But this truck over behind me, there is a uh, FedEx office in behind me. These trucks are going 24-7 back here. Trust me. But let's not worry about me. Let's worry about you. Um, oh, my God. People are still talking about the zebra from the Calgary Zoo. Do you want to go back, Darren, to the zoo, or are you good? Are you good for a while? No. 
Well, you should have told me we should have got a season's pass is what we should have done. Would have been cheaper. Two visits pays for itself. But yeah, I'll go back. Absolutely. We got to go back when the Bears cool. wake up. I'm going to go back when it gets really cold and see if that affects the zebra. <laughs> but um, boom, Randy. it was cold. It was, it was, have you hit that Seinfeld episode yet? Uh, no, not yet. The water was cold, George. <laughs> um, by the way, the, the tweet that I saw was, what show have you watched every episode of? And there are a couple for me. WKRP, because I own the box set. WKRP, I've watched everyone. Cheers. I've watched every Cheers because I own the box set, and Coach, the very unheralded late 80s and early 90s sitcom about the college football coach. And uh, Craig T. Nelson, of course, was the star, and he was the coach of the NCAA. Oh, my God, I love that show. That might be number one for me. What shows have you, Darren, watched every single one of? Oh, and multiple times. Entourage is at the top of my list. And I never watched it when it was on the air. Um, I got into Friends. I watched all of those shows. And then, the, I mean, Suits and Breaking Bad and a few of those I've watched every episode of. But Entourage would be my little um, guilty pleasure. Really good uh, point, by the way. Netflix, yeah, I guess when you throw that in, I've seen it. I was thinking about old TV sitcoms, but I get it. Here's an interesting one. Uh, well, there's a few comments coming in. And, and by the way, it is Thursday. That's a very big day at Taco Time. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito half off at Taco Time every Thursday. And that's today. Canada is the Taco Time mecca, of course. There's over 120 locations. So today, buy one, get one half off at Taco Time. A couple questions from our viewers before we uh, adjourn and bring in Gene Principe. Uh, what do we got? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Andrew Stute, Montrealer, says, Morning, Rod. Change of subject here. I wanted to say congrats to Team 690, Montreal. Joey Alferi, who is going to the Alouettes as reporter, content contributor, social media manager. He will be missed on TSN Radio. When we were in Montreal in June, we were looking around trying to find people to get on our show. Remember that, Moose? And everybody said, you got to get Joey Alferi. You got to get Joey Alferi down here. He's very popular. So there you go. He's leaving TSN 690 to go to uh, the Alouettes. TJ Dada watching on YouTube says, what's your thoughts on the Coyotes playing at ASU next season? That was in my Monday morning goalie column. It's now Thursday. But TJ, I'll answer your question because you asked. Here's my thought. If the Coyotes and the owner, Alex Morello, can guarantee that they have an arena deal, which I haven't seen the documentation of that, that they've got the funding, that they have the blueprints, that they have the land secured, then I'm all for them going to play at ASU. With the guarantee, the caveat is that you will put a shovel on the ground and build a new arena. Listen, I'm not a fan of Alex Morello and what's happened with the Coyotes since he took over and bought this team. Not since my friends owned this team, I haven't liked what was going on. And even when they owned it, it wasn't great. But if you can guarantee me that you're going to build a new rink, then it's no different than the Calgary Corral hosting the Flames when they moved from Atlanta. Darren, did you know that? They played there for a couple of years in the Calgary Corral because the Saddle Dome was being built. I don't have a problem with their, them playing. I, I just can't believe how much the media is just going ape over this. 
I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to get Gene Principe's thoughts afterwards. But the guy asked for my thoughts. Those are mine. Darren, see you in hour two. Sounds good. Okay. James Zylstra is watching in Manitoba, and he says, Rod's covering all time zones today in the world. Good job, guys. Keep people watching and listening. Yes, thank you. And just on the sitcoms that I've watched every single episode of, WR, WKRP being one, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Lonnie Anderson on WKRP was my first celebrity crush. I think I'm more of a Jan Smithers guy now. That's Bailey Quarters. She was in charge of traffic at WKRP. Lonnie Anderson was my first crush as well. I think a lot of people of our age would say that. See what Gene Principe has to say about that. And other things when we come back. You're watching the RP Show live from beautiful South Florida on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back. Yes, pick up the phone and text off Pete. That's Rod Peterson. Breaking news, and I'll get into more of this, but... Pat Verbeek has been hired as the new general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. That was announced this morning in Anaheim. And, and in Winnipeg, the Blue Bombers signed Canadian running back Johnny Augustine to a two-year contract extension. Both of those moves came down this morning. Gene Principe is the star of Sportsnet Orders. He joins us today from the City of Champions. Always enjoy our chats with Casino Gino. How you doing, Gene? Uh, well, I'm not doing as good as you. Now, hang on a sec. Are you are you at uh, Tom Brady's house or what? You've been down there forever. <laughs> uh, no, Tom's at my house. He's in the living room <laughs> right now. And so there's that. And what else did you have? I just I can't believe how long you've been in Florida. Can you I, every day I sort of see your 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 snippets, your updates, uh, you know, your 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 guest hosts or co-host burping, uh, different things like that happening. And I see you in Florida. How long have you been down there? Couple months, and uh, I think going on three. But right after Super Bowl, because <laughs> we're going to be at, we're going to be at Super Bowl next week live. Jared right. Stoll coming down to our set, and uh, several others. Oh. Then I'll be in Calgary for long time <laughs> at Gray Eagle Resort and <laughs> Casino. So uh, yeah, life is good. We're enjoying it. Now I got a question right. for you. If you saw it before the break, Gene. It was, uh, I saw a tweet, what's one television show you've seen every episode of? And to give you an, a, a hand, I've seen Cheers, Coach, and what else did I see? WKRP, because I own the box sets of all of them. Is there one TV show that you've seen every episode of? You know, I, I'm going to go back to really my youth, and I, I used to always watch The Love Boat. And I have some Ooh. of the uh, box sets as well. My wife got me that uh, for Christmas a couple of years ago. So uh, the love boat would be one of them. Uh, I think I'd be in on Cheers, but I don't know how I'd be able to actually officially tell whether I've seen all the episodes. But, uh, you know, Sam Malone was <laughs> legendary uh, back in our day. I mean, who didn't sort of want to be Sam Malone? Uh, so uh, those would be two that would be leading the way for sure. Grand, grand shows for sure. Captain Merle Steubing. Okay, gee. A, a real favorite of Kevin Carius, by the way. Next time you see him, ask him, my former roommate from college in CKBI, Prince Albert. All right, Gino. 
Before we get to the orders, the, the viewer had asked me about the, the Coyotes Arena situation. There, there must be a lot of talk in your circles about that. Do you have a take on the move temporarily into ASU? I, it's, I, I'm running out of things to say about Arizona and uh, the Glendale mm -hmm. situation. I mean, I have uh, lots of time for those that have been with the organization, some since the Winnipeg Jets days, as we're, you know, 25 years and counting uh, since the organization moved down uh, south. I, I've got a lot of time for those that have uh, fought the arena battles over and over again, getting kicked out, oh, money might be moving, might not be moving, possibly there. We're going to stay here. We're building downtown. We're building in Glendale. I, I think if it can work temporarily, but I mean, that, that's that's a difficult situation. We've seen uh, what has happened around the NHL during the pandemic and other sports regarding the, the cutting of fans. Now, if the building's full, then that gives you a sense that it's a real hockey environment. Uh, many of us have been to either junior hockey or university hockey in Canada where, you know, the building's full and the building is only four or 5,000. It feels great. The atmosphere is wonderful. So if that's a temporary fix, but it's got to be pretty temporary because uh, I, I don't think the owner and the organization want to go too long in an arena with 5,000 people as they, you know, try and make ends meet. So it's a wonderful area to be in. Those that are there are passionate, and I have the, I guess, advantage, Rod, when I'm there, usually the Oilers are there, which means there's lots of Canadian hockey fans there. I, I haven't been there when, for example, Nashville is, is playing Arizona or the LA Kings or, or teams that aren't necessarily from up north. So I hope they get it worked out. It's a great place to, to watch hockey. It's a great place to, to work slash visit. So hopefully there's a resolution at some point somewhere there. Yeah, it doesn't look, look like they're going anywhere. So like you, I hope it works out well. Now, I watch every Euler game, Gene. And before I talk to you about your <laughs> hair, man, it must be a lot more fun lately. Winners of five of the last uh, six. And Evander Kane tickled the twine again. And it looks like it's working. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting stretch around here uh, from a good Saskatchewan boy, Dave Tippett, you know, being under the microscope for a little while there when the team struggled. Uh, but, you know, in my opinion, he's the right guy for the job and the right guy to continue to be the coach. So I, um, I give Ken Holland credit. That is, uh, especially in this day and age, Rod, uh, you know, it, it's difficult not to succumb to pressure and make decisions, um, sometimes right, sometimes wrong, just to kind of appease people. So I'm real happy, and I'm not suggesting that Ken ever thought about it, but I'm glad that Dave Tippett's a coach, uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see the Oilers winning. When you've got uh, Drysdale and McDavid, uh, people expect uh, greatness from them and the team to be you know, pretty good, really good, very good, somewhere in that upper echelon. And, and the team has shown that during the regular season the last couple of years. That's, that's not an issue for them. But this recent slide that's now been taken over by a recent winning streak is, is really great. Nice way to go into the All-Star break. Um, I was disappointed not to see Ovechkin versus Drysaddle. I'd say two premier uh, goal scorers. You can throw in Austin Matthews over the last few years and most recently Chris Kreider. But it's great news. Uh, Vander Kane, listen, that is uh, nowadays, uh, it, it's, it's kind of when you make a, a personnel move, it's not just about the player. It's more increasingly about the person. Uh, people can easily dig into the past. 
and see what someone has done or not done or allegedly done. And, uh, you know, Evander kind of uh, faced that when he first signed with Edmonton. And uh, he's going to have to sort of uh, deal with it. But uh, they have signed him as a hockey player. And so far as a hockey player, everything's been going great. Everything kind of seen and heard. Everything's going great off the ice. So uh, at this point, that's kind of all you can attach yourself to regarding Kane and the team. And, you know, hope everyone has a nice couple of uh, days off, excluding Dreisaitl and McDavid, who'll be down at the All-Star uh, weekend. And then it's back at it. Well said. And watching the interviews with Evander Kane, he seems very well-spoken, too. Uh, like you, I hope that it works out for everybody. And I hope that, uh, you know, maybe he's changed if he, if he needed to. Jennifer at the Four Seasons Sports Palace watching. She says, take on Kane. And you just answered that. Craig Campbell watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto says his television show he's watched every episode of is Hogan's Heroes. You're uh, oh, yeah. betraying your age <laughs> <laughs> there, Craig. That's black and white, isn't it, Gino? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hogan. Hogan. I see nothing. I know nothing. I've seen a lot of those episodes, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, this thing you've got I know. on the back of your head. Are you auctioning it off at the end of the season? Uh, what's, what's the deal? You know what, Rod? I, I think the deal is this, that I need a haircut. And um, <laughs> I, I, because of uh, what I uh, do or where I work, I've been able to, to build, um, I wouldn't call it a following, because people watch the Oilers games and you're, you're just part of it. They're not watching it for you. Uh, so between that and social media, uh, I, I think I have an opportunity to do some good with some bad hair, and I'm kind of looking forward to doing that. I think it's something. Now, originally, I was going to cut it during this Olympic break, which was a nice window. I could get a cut real short and sort of let it start to come back. Uh, but there is no Olympic break officially. So something soon will be done, and I, I want to tie it into a charity at this point. If I can make... Uh, 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, don't, I don't know what I can make. Uh, maybe it's hundreds, not thousands. But if I can make anything for a charity, uh, I would like to try. Uh, I, I would have loved to have waited till the end of the season, but I'm not sure I can go another 40-plus games like this. So we'll <laughs> get it done soon, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to help uh, one of the great charities that you know so many of us uh, attempt to help in many different ways. And my way would be in cutting my hair. Good for you, Gino. Uh, proud of you for that. And just lastly, well, everybody's saying, don't cut his hair. My cousin Christine's watching in Medicine Hat. She <laughs> says, love his hair. John in Winnipeg says, don't cut it, Gene. So anyways, it's your hair. Do what you want. In 30 seconds or less, what's the take at Edmonton of Wayne Gretzky's analysis on the NHL on TNT? Because I am loving it every time he's on. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Wayne is not really a... Uh, I mean, he talks, but he's not really, when, you, when you've been around him, he's not like, a, oh, he never stops talking kind of guy. He, 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 he uses his words uh, very well. And I think Wayne has been you know, fantastic, selfishly speaking, as an Edmontonian and, and watching the Oilers and seeing him with the franchise. Some of the greatest moments, Rod, were on a bus with Wayne telling a story. Uh, now he tells those stories nationally. So it's, it's great to see. I'm not surprised that, that the great one is great at what he's doing on TNT. Mm. And, I, you know, I look forward to him having a game where maybe he can, you know, be in Edmonton and, and be on set here because I think that would be fantastic for him. I think it'd be fantastic for the Oilers fans as well, and hockey fans, to get a chance to see him in person and not just see him on TV.
Yeah, it just seems so right last night seeing him on the panel with the Oilers logo behind him as the NHL on TNT did that Oilers-Caps game. Gino, thank you so much for this. Thanks for spending some time with us on the All-Star break. Enjoy it if you get, if you get a break. Anytime, Rod. Appreciate your time. Take care, pal, and enjoy Florida as you are. Thank you, buddy. Gene Principe, Sportsnet Oilers, joining us from the City of Champions. Taco time. Viewer takeover is next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Yeah, this is going to be a quick one. Taco Time viewer takeover. Went a little longer with Gene, but it was worth it. Uh, by the way, just want to tell you folks, the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 raffle is back, and it's live now for Telemiracle 46, a great Saskatchewan tradition. The winner will be announced on Countdown to Telemiracle which will be live-streamed at telemiracle.com on March the 5th, just before the start of the broadcast on CTV. Raffle proceeds will entirely stay in Saskatchewan and will be part of Telemiracle 46, supporting the work of the Kinsman Foundation. You can buy your tickets now. I have telemiracle.com to buy yours. If you're not in Saskatchewan, get a family member to do it for you. Get your family members to do it. $726,000 raised last year online alone. Can we please beat that this year last minute last minute of play director jordan tells me of hour one uh hey right off the top of the show we asked the question what tv sitcom have you watched every episode of uh gene said love boat i've said cheers wkrp and coach peter watching in regina peter Hughesley says those are all great sitcoms that i grew up with i've watched all episodes of frazier the office and of course the flintstones what's sad is that the flintstones probably wouldn't make it today for fear of someone being offended from pistol pete uh randy in winnipeg says do turkeys fly wkrp as god is my witness i thought they did uh randy says women's hockey's improved greatly but as far as the big states the competition hasn't I'll wait for the gold medal game. Okay, hour two coming up with Les Lazrock and Victor Quee right after this. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.